Friends, we gather once again as we meet to share in the Word of God in today's service. It is my pleasure. I'm so happy and blessed to be sharing with you the message of today, which is titled, All Are Welcome. All Are Welcome. I was just looking at this word, welcome, and um, this word, welcome, sounds a very sweet word indeed. Because I was just reflecting on an email that I received uh, recently from one of the holiday um, companies. Part of the email reads, as I'm going to read it to you, We are delighted to announce that Duchali Country Estate will reopen on 26th of April. We look forward to welcoming our members and their guests back to Scotland. At Duchali, you know you receive a warm welcome from the team. So part of this email to me is, is really quite inviting and indeed uh, ensuring because as you can um, sense the welcome that is, is sounded in this email. So we're reflecting here today on the welcome that is given to all. Hence the title of this message, All Are Welcome. After this long period of lockdown, I believe many people, including myself, at one time, will be looking very much forward to being received and welcomed into families or friends' homes, or maybe sometimes in hotels or lodges when they travel on holidays um, after this lockdown. That is, um, once life returns to normal. Also, as churches, I'm sure we are beginning to make plans to reopen our buildings. And uh, so many people are also very much excited. They are looking forward to being welcomed back to meet in worship um, and in person. So for me, therefore, looking at the word welcome, it is a concept of acceptance. It is about acceptance, which is accepting one another or receiving one another with kindness. That's how I understand a welcome. If we look in the Old Testament, we read from the book of Deuteronomy and other books as well, which highlight hospitality or welcome as one of the big issues that is at God's heart. So when we talk of welcome, it is something that is really hinged on God's heart as we reflect in the Old Testament. Because so many prophets, they write and challenge the people of the times about how God challenges or how God instructs his people to welcome the strangers, to welcome the orphans, to welcome the, the widows, and to provide food and clothing for such. So you, we, we can understand and appreciate how key, how cru crucial welcome is in all our lives. So for today, the passage from St. John that we read, it reveals Jesus' character of hospitality. That's one description of Jesus, which is revealed in this passage from John, that of hospitality. So Jesus Christ is viewed, he is seen to be one who welcomes, one who receives one who accepts people 
just as they are. As we see in this passage, the narrative tells us of these people called the Greeks in verse 20. These Greeks, according to the text, they came to seek Jesus Christ. They came to seek Jesus Christ. Who are these people? They are part of the pilgrims, those people who had traveled from faraway places to come to Jerusalem to worship during the uh, festive of the Passover. So, but in this case, they approach Andrew and Philip to say that they want to see Jesus. What does that imply? So for me, this group of people, they are seekers. They are seekers. They are in search. What are they in search of? So as I was reading um, further and deeper, for them to say, we want to see Jesus, it implies that they were actually asking for a meeting with Jesus. And in this meeting, their issue, rather, maybe their interest, their desire was to express their commitment to follow Jesus Christ. So when they say they want to see Jesus, it is a desire to be followers of Jesus Christ. They want a commitment. They want to give themselves to be followers or disciples, if you like, if you'd like disciples of Jesus Christ. So that's why I'm calling them as seekers or searchers. They want to be followers of Jesus Christ. So their desire is not unique. Because if we look back in John chapter 3, we also see similar desire from uh, this guy called Nicodemus. Nicodemus, one of the Jewish rulers, a Pharisee, who came by night to Jesus Christ. He had a desire. He wanted to commit. He wanted to follow Christ. So I, I, I'm just praying and hoping that if we could have that desire in our hearts, if we could have that, those, that desire in our minds, that quest to seek for Christ, that quest you know, to seek for God, such a desire as we see in these people called the Greeks, they were looking after Jesus. They were seeking for him. They wanted to follow him. And it's very encouraging that the response that we see from Andrew and Philip, they are not a blockade. I, I like the character of Andrew and Philip. They model a very good, you know, a good model of being those who, who can bridge other people to Christ. They are a good model of linking people to Christ. Because they do not block access of these Greeks to Christ. Nor do they send them away. They bridge, they link these Greeks to Jesus Christ. And if I may ask my friend that, is that how we have responded? Does this character of Andrew and Philip represent our own ways in which we have responded to those people who are lost? those people who are seeking, those people who are thirsty, those who are hungry for God, have we demonstrated the heart of Andrew and Philip, that heart of playing the bridge or the link of people who can facilitate other people to come to the grace of Christ.
That is what I can learn or what we can draw from this passage about Andrew and Philip being good models, good links between others, the seekers and Christ. If I want to highlight this point that for these Greeks to be able to come to seek for Jesus, somehow they have got belief, they have got faith, they know that once they, they, they present themselves to Jesus, Jesus would not turn them away. The one thing they know, one thing they know for sure, one thing they believe is that Jesus does not turn anyone away. All are welcome. So for these Greeks who happen to be non-Jewish, they represent the Gentile world. They represent the outcasts. They represent the strangers. Yet they come in confidence. Yet they come in faith. That is, the, as long as they present themselves, as long as they encounter with Christ, he would not turn them away. He would welcome them. So that is the sure hope that these guys, the Greeks, have in Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is Jesus' nature of not turning anyone away. That is his nature, to welcome all. As he did in John chapter 4, we see his encounter with this woman at the, at the well, the Samaritan woman, a woman who was despised, who was rejected. But Jesus Christ embraces her and he offers her life-giving water. That's Jesus. In John chapter 8, we see Jesus with this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. They were just about to stone her. They were about to kill her. But when they present her to Jesus Christ, Jesus forgives her and he restores her and assures her that she is forgiven. So these Greeks are coming to Christ on that basis, on that platform, that as long as they go to Jesus, Jesus would not turn them away. He would welcome them. That is his nature. He embraces all. The blind, those with lepros, the outcasts. That's how he, he welcomes and embraces them. He treats them with grace. So friends, in this message today, I am encouraging you to say, there is nothing and there is no one who can stop you to approaching Christ. For we are all seekers. We are all in search. We are coming from backgrounds. Carrying burdens, carrying loads of issues that, that gives us pain and hurt in life. But I'm saying, as long as we come with honesty and sincerity, his arms are open to welcome us and to embrace us. Because the character of the Samaritan woman, of Nicodemus, these characters represent some of us. But I'm saying, as Jesus Christ openly says he can receive them and accept, accept them, he can do, do the same thing for us. Friends, let us come to Jesus Christ. Let us bring our burdens. Let us bring our sorrows. Let us bring our tears. Even bring our joys to him. Because from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9, the passage we read this morning, we hear that 
God appointed Jesus Christ to be high priest and he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. I like this part, this bit. For all who obey him. So Jesus offers universal salvation to everyone, to everybody, and to all. Hence, all are welcome. So what do we take away from this message today? Friends, as Christians, as believers, we are called to practice hospitality. We are asked to, 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 to practice and to play the role of welcoming church. To be able to embrace others. To be able to welcome those, even those who are different from us, without favoritism or prejudice. To welcome those who are rejected and marginalized in the societies. The outcasts, the helpless. It is our duty, it is our obligation to accept them, to embrace them and to welcome them. We ought to accept others as Christ has accepted us. As I close, reflecting in this season of Lent in which we are, this is a season, my friends, it is a season of repentance. We are called to repent. If at all we have turned others away from the, the grace of Christ through our ways, through our actions, we need to repent. We are called to commit ourselves to welcoming outsiders or strangers because this is our practice. This is our mark as Christians. God has called us to open our doors to the migrants, to the refugees, to the asylum seekers as we sing in one of the songs. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place and may we do so in the power of Christ whose door is open and always ready to welcome all. Amen.